All right, well, let's jump in. We're going to go through four, I think it's four points uh, here today. I'm going to start with buyer negotiation. I spend a fair bit of my time negotiating. Uh, if you're an agent, you will also, mainly your negotiation, I think, uh, is trying to get the listing uh, in the evening or uh, during the day if you're making those appointments. But when I'm negotiating, I'm more so negotiating at auction. We've got a pause on the auction. I've got a buyer in there. And I'm trying to work out, am I getting the top dollar out of that buyer? So just uh, a couple of tips in here. One is, uh, sure enough, I'm listening. I'm listening for their choice of words. What does it mean by the words? What's the tonation uh, that they're giving me as they go through? But I'm looking for their body language. And what I'm looking for there to see is, does it uh, tie in with the words? Does it tie in with the statement they've made? If they've said, that's it, there's no more. Uh, are they hiding something? I'll give you one way to uh, find that out straight away. If the hands are out of view, uh, if they're hidden like that, they're probably hiding something. If they've got their hands tucked under their legs, say on the chair, and they're sitting, literally sitting on their hands, they're sitting on their hands. There's something they don't want to say. Or something they do want to say, but they're holding themselves back. So I'm trying to work that one out. Uh, their feet. I'm looking for the feet. Are the feet uh, pointing towards me? If they are, they're quite comfortable. If they're pointing away, they don't want to be there. They want to be somewhere else. If they've been pointing towards me and we get towards the sharp end of uh, where the money is and they start turning towards the door, I know we're getting towards the end. But if they're still there, I'm working out uh, how can I uh, add a little bit more uh, pressure in here to see if I have got the top dollar for my vendor. So just think about that as you go through. And the tone of voice, uh, does it all match with the words that they are giving you as they go through? Uh, now, if you want to study that further, and I had this question earlier uh, last week, uh, LMPs I think is still a great reference. If you haven't, it's pretty old, but if you haven't been through LMPs uh, body language, then just grab that one and have a look at it. And then there are a number of other really good ones on the market now, but that's a good base. Uh, book, I guess, or series of books uh, to go through. You probably find them on YouTube also. Um, when I think about the words, I just want to mention something here that I, I only came across recently again, uh, and when I heard it, I was like, oh, it's just so smart. Uh, and it's from Chris Voss. So Chris Voss would be the reference for this. Uh, and on words, uh, he said there is uh, three yeses, three types of yes. So think about this. Does the word, uh, you know, what they're saying, what does it really mean? You know, what can we take out of it? Have we negotiated well? Is there still money on the table? Are you a weak negotiator? Uh, or do you feel that you have tapped out the buyer and got everything uh, from them to purchase that property? And does that get the deal together? So the three yeses. One is a confirmation yes. Uh, the next one is a commitment, yes, and I'm going to let you search those up. And the last one I thought was really interesting was the uh, counterfeit, yes, where they say yes, but it's not a yes. This to me, when I first heard it, really made sense because I remember training years ago that taught us to try and get a series of yeses in a row, and that way it was harder when we asked for the business or went for the close or trial close to get a no. But in fact, they were counterfeit yeses. And that's why you still got the resistance at the other end. Or uh, you, you got a yes, but it didn't mean anything. The commitment wasn't there. An example would be, 
telemarketers or uh, your assistant may be doing your calls for you. They may be booking CMAs if you're a uh, real estate agent appraisals uh, where you go into the home. And I know other industries obviously do this. So if you're in insurance, you're going to do exactly the same uh, with your mortgages or your financial services, trying to get in front of clients. Uh, so the telemarketer gets a confirmation as a yes, we're going, you know, I, I can book them in for seven o'clock on Wednesday. But we know between now and then they cancel. The yes they got was a counterfeit yes. So think about that. Now, if you're interested in that, uh, explore Chris Voss, and you're going to see that he's going to suggest that a no is more powerful than a yes. So I'll give you some time to have a look at that, and uh, we'll catch up with that at some stage. I will introduce that uh, in a later podcast. It is quite interesting. Next one I've got there is uh, just a little tip for uh, agents when you're taking buyers through properties. Uh, this has been done to me, and I saw it done very recently, like last weekend. Um when you've got a buyer at your open or on a private inspection, um, like just give them the respect that they're intelligent enough to find their way through the house and the freedom to walk through the house. Now, um, you know, you've got a nice little vetting process. We take names and numbers of people as they arrive. They take their shoes off, so they're sort of coming back to the same point. You can see they're not carrying out bags of gold or whatever. Um, it's just, yeah, doesn't happen. But what I'm looking at is allow them when they get inside the house to move around freely and have a look. Um, you probably find the house is not a maze. Uh, it's probably pretty easy to get to one end and back without getting lost. So don't worry about that. You probably find that the house that you're showing is pretty standard. And what I mean by that is it's probably got bedrooms, bathrooms, uh, a kitchen and a couple of lounges, you know, something like that. Uh, if it's got some, something extraordinary like an air craft hanger, yeah, point that out. But other than that, no, uh, just let them uh, go through. Give them that freedom. And I was in that situation myself uh, looking to buy and the agent knew I was in real estate and said, let me show you through this house. Like, okay, this will be interesting. And then my here's what happened. My expectations went up. I thought, oh, there must be something extraordinary, something that he's going to be certain that I don't miss. Uh, and it turned out there was nothing extraordinary. Now, my expectations were high, uh, and I was actually disappointed afterwards. If he'd let me go through, I'd have made my own discoveries, and it would have been a normal house, and I'd have been okay, as opposed to thinking, oh, I wonder what uh, he's about to show me. So maybe just consider that with uh, the way you deal with clients and customers as you come through properties. Next one I've got for you, uh, we're past the halfway mark now, so three and four coming up, uh, is uh, priorities. And I do talk about this quite a bit because we're trying to stack in a huge amount of work into a work day. Everybody is doing the same. And a huge amount of family time into a work day or a family day also. So that balance of family time, work time, there's always more things to do than you can do. So just a principle that we have touched on previously, which would be called big rocks. Uh, and if you can uh, visualize this, uh, a jar or a, a, a tank or whatever, or a bucket, and uh, you, you've only got so much space, which is the bucket. That's your day. Now, into it, you put the big rocks first. These big rocks go in. Now, they're the core elements of what you must achieve in that day for the day to be successful. So if that's with the kids, it might be time with the kids without your phone paying attention, you know, or uh, kicking the ball or riding 
riding the bike or uh, doing tennis together or whatever it is, you know, uh, or in our case, being out on the water together on the paddle boards. Now, if it's at work, it's the priorities that are going to move your business forward. There might be a couple of CMAs you need to do today, uh, vendor reports you must get nailed, uh, or there might be research or there might be prospecting you need to do. That goes into the bucket, which is your calendar in this case. That goes in first. Then around it, you start putting uh, the next chunk. So in, in that example that uh, most people would be familiar with, into the bucket goes the big rocks. After that goes the pebbles. After that goes the sand. And then you think you've compressed and put as much as you can in the day. And after that comes in the water. So you can fill in more but it's putting the big rocks first. Now, what I want to just touch on there, and it might be a bit hard to get this one across, is think about the priority of how you do things. So if you've got a certain amount of tasks, if you do them in the right sequence, your day becomes easier, as opposed to finding you get to the end and it's like, oh, now I have to do that. Maybe you should have done that earlier in the day. So take a moment to plan out the sequence so you don't miss anything and you're not running your days late. One of the uh, teams I'm coaching right now, uh, their bit of coaching currently is just on uh, getting to bed on time. Nothing else. And once we've nailed getting to bed on time, we're going to uh, release something else to them, which will be around willpower. And then they'll know that they've got more energy and then they'll know what their priority is early in the day. Now, your last one is CMAs. And this is purely for agents. So if you're not a real estate uh, agent in New Zealand right now, this won't make sense. Um, so let's see how we go. In the CMA, the uh, market appraisal that we do on the property, it has rules around it governed by Wellington, the REA. And one thing we have to do for a client is be able to explain to them, your property is probably worth this because of how this one or what this one sold for. And then what we're looking at on the comparable property was, was that one better than yours or is you, are you better than that? Is that one worse than you? So we talk about superior or inferior. Now, two things here. First of all, if you say superior on the property, you've got to give me a reference and say, this property is superior to yours, or this property is inferior to yours. So we know which way we're pointing. Uh, and I've seen clients uh, staring at it going, I don't know if you're saying I'm superior or I'm inferior. I don't know that yet. So I, th I think just be, uh, agents, just be quite clear with your wording around that. And I also see the owners get a bit prickly. Like that word inferior is not nice. Everybody likes superior if, if they are superior. Um, but they don't like feeling they're inferior. So if you've got it that way around and you're pointing at the property saying that one is superior to yours. Now, I'm going to suggest that you just put some words around that that are a little bit more kind uh, that probably make it a little bit easier for your person to digest it. So how, how about this? Uh, so I'm now looking at a property and whatever it is, I go, uh, as a guess, a buyer may well see this home as being superior to yours because it has an extra bedroom. Now, that's an easy example, isn't it? So if I run through that again, uh, as a guess, a buyer may well see this property as superior to yours because of, and then you add that in. Because that's the reality. You're actually trying to guess what a buyer might think, not your own opinion. Otherwise, you'll get shot for that. Now, and it might run the, uh, the other way. Uh, as a guess, a buyer may well see this property as being inferior 
because of that location. Yeah, your street is a better street. So that's what I'm just suggesting as we jump in there, running out of voice as we run down to the end. So there's your four points, uh, the CMA, just some kind words around that. Might make it a bit easier for your vendor to understand and also accept uh, as you do the comparables. Priorities and the big rocks, getting things into the right sequence. Uh, showing people through the homes, using a bit of intelligence and respecting theirs. And then uh, <clears throat> top of it, the buyer negotiation. Having a look in particular, the body language and does that line up with what they're telling you. There we go. Out of voice, out of here. Ciao.